This is truly a season of the corporate man rising up, not only in the United States, but across the globe. There's coming a generation, thousands, even like the grace that was on my servant Joseph, to proclaim the goodness of God, to shift and to change nations, and they'll stand as strategic watchmen and strategic places of authority to help shift nations and cause even secular and ungodly leaders to take notice of the grace and the goodness that is upon them for the redeeming and the hope of humanity. And the Lord's great desires for the body of Christ to rise up as one as never before in the purposes of God, to rise up as one corporate man expressing the beauty and the knowledge of God. Yes, the Lord says, my desire is to express the beauty and the knowledge of God across the nations of the earth. And indeed, there is a shaking that's taking place in this season, a shaking and a shifting. But I am causing my people, I'm causing my bride to stand on a sure foundation, to stand in the middle of the storm, to walk on the water, because this will be a season of people walking on the water as never before. Did I not say, my people who know me will be strong and do exploits. My people who know me will be strong and do exploits in this season as never before. This is a season of outpouring. This is a season of increase. This is a season not without challenges, but I say to you, the Davids will rise up in this season. The Davids will rise up and, and confront the Goliaths. The Davids who stand in the counsel of the Lord, who are not intimidated by what they see, feel, or think, but they're only moved by the word of the Lord and an experience of knowing and understanding the nature of God. My nature will be in display in the nations of the earth as never before. My goodness will be in display as never before. For in this season, it is time for the corporate man to rise up. It's time for the corporate man to rise up in governmental places in the nations of the earth. It's time for the corporate man to rise up in the economic systems. It's time for the corporate man to be raised up to minister and express uh, the goodness of God to the poor and the downtrodden of society. The Lord says, ideas, wisdom, Insight is being given to my people to bring uh, glory and honor to my name. Even as I gave Joseph a dream as a child, this is a time where I'm releasing dreams to my people. And I, it's not just dreams from my heart. It's dreams of my people partnering with me from a place of fellowship. And as these things are birthed from a people whose heart is after me, the glory of the knowledge of God will come into the earth as never before. I'm telling you one of the things that uh, the Lord has so emphasized uh to me individually, but also uh, uh, with the group of intercessors we've been praying uh, nearly every day is the corporate man rising up, the people of God becoming, uh, becoming everything that God intended them to be. Over the last 120 years, since the uh, Azusa outpouring, we've seen 
different outpourings and different expressions of God where God would raise up, uh, 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 would, would, would reawaken an office in the church or would reestablish a truth in the church. It's not that the truth uh, wasn't there before, but God reestablishes it through different moves of God. But this is the first move of God in the earth, and many believe it's the last. I probably tend to think so too. This move of God will be about the corporate man rising up as never before. And one of those, uh, one of the biblical uh, characters that God has been emphasizing to me in these group of intercessors as we pray is uh, is Joseph. Joseph, uh, we know, is certainly uh, a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to look at a few characteristics of Joseph. We probably won't get through uh, everything we need to. We'll do another session on Joseph. But uh, if you want to follow along with me today, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 37 will begin in verse 2. Genesis 37 verse 2. Joseph, uh, uh, excuse me, this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, I'm reading, I'm going to read uh, verse 2 through 11. Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Billah and the sons of Zilpha and his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age. Also, he made a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers, and they hated it even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. Then he dreamed still another dream, and he told it to his brothers. And he said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And at this time, the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept this matter in mind. Now, uh, verses 2 through 11 are full of understanding wisdom and insight. And again, we are looking at Joseph uh, today as a type and shadow of Jesus Christ, which every New Testament believer is called to be. We are called to represent Jesus. And so we're looking today at the life of Joseph. First characteristic you notice is that Joseph, in uh, verse 2, he brings a bad report about his brothers to his father. And we see that, uh, we can understand from this, that Joseph uh, perhaps was reporting the right thing, but he probably was incorrect in his approach. He's only 17 years old, but he's bringing a bad report about his brothers, and it's causing him to come into conflict with his brothers. And we also know by the very next verse that he probably knew that he had great favor with his father. And this is him going, hey, hey, you know my brothers? You know why you love me so much? My brothers are not doing the right thing. And I want to, and there's reason uh, I'm emphasizing this because we see that Joseph 
is a young man with weaknesses, with immaturity, with, 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 with uh, probably er areas in her life that he still needs to grow into character-wise properly. But the very next verse, it says that uh, Joseph's own father loved him and favored him. And this is just a, a brilliant, beautiful picture because we see that when we come into Christ, we are loved and we are favored by our Father in heaven. And it has very, it has nothing to do with where our current status is. That when we come into the kingdom of God, we come in weak, frail, still lots of issues we need to work on. Yet there is this love and favor. We're loved before we got born again, but now we come into elevated status as born again people that has nothing to do with any of our weaknesses. In fact, it's not until we actually make a choice in our life to forsake all follow him, that we actually begin to discover the flaws in our own heart. You see this in Luke, the fifth chapter, that the disciples leave everything to follow God, and they begin to walk with Jesus in this context of discipleship. They're walking with Jesus. They're being trained to change the world. Jesus loves them even before they come into this community, but it's only in the context of that community that they discover their flaws. Why is this encouraging to us? Because the love of God calls to us before we ever even come into the kingdom and he favors us. He gives us favor status despite our weakness, despite our challenges, despite our, our character flaws. Now, in the context of walking with God, of course, he wants to walk out those things, but he doesn't say, get it right and then I'll love you. He says, I love you so you can get it right. So uh, Joseph's father favors him. Favor, I define as a gift bestowed as a token of love, approval, and preferential treatment. This love and this favor that Joseph's father had for him actually allows him to get a coat that his brothers do not have. It causes the favor that he has causes him to walk in a place that others cannot walk in. That's what the favor of God does. We have an advantage as believers in the earth. Oh, please hear this people of God. If we could only constantly live with the conscience of the favor that God has for us. The favor of God causes us to have elevated status in everything we touch, even when we've made a mistake, Hopefully we repent quickly, but the favor of God causes us to have elevated status in the purposes of God. Joseph's favor gave him elevated status above his brothers. Our favor in this world gives us elevated status above other people. Uh, second point here that's also extremely important because we read in this story that he's he he uh his favor causes him difficulty with those around him. So because we have favor doesn't mean everything, everyone's, oh, well, praise God, just welcome. His own brothers despised him because of the favor he had. His own brothers just so, so his favor does not mean he is exempt from difficulty. Now, back to, now let's look at verse three again. Excuse me, verse four. Now, Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a dream. Joseph 
had a dream. The reason I emphasize this is because this is so important. Joseph's dream was from his father in heaven. Joseph's dream originated with God. Joseph had a revelation of his purpose on the earth by the dream he received. Every person, whether born again or not, comes to earth with a purpose. That purpose is assigned to them by God. Now, we'll also see here in a minute that Joseph's, uh, not anything except maybe his father's uh, favor towards him, caused caused there to be an understanding of this dream being possible. This dream is completely impossible, so impossible. His father's going, are you gonna, are we gonna, you're gonna rule over us? You're the youngest one here and his brothers get mad and this dream is completely impossible without God making it come to pass. Every person that ever comes to earth, God has assigned to them a brilliant life. And it is a life that can only be be accomplished through complete dependence upon God. I love this about God. I love this that He actually gives us a purpose that is so beyond our human comprehension, the five senses, which we'll talk about here in a minute, that it is dependent upon His power moving and operating through our life as we cooperate with it for it to come to pass. This dream cannot take place unless Joseph, unless the, unless Joseph partners with God to make it happen. But it is on God, it is on the power of God, it is on the ability of God to orchestrate things in his life that for this dream to come to pass. Our life in Christ, if we are living it correctly, can only be fulfilled except that God make it come to pass. It doesn't mean that we don't have any responsibility because here's another thing we we will learn very quickly about the story of Joseph. The story of Joseph is is, is 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 a picture that shows us that his dream being fulfilled is not automatic. Just because God gave him a dream does not mean his dream is going to come to pass simply because he had the dream. And Joseph receives this Uh, uh, dream from God that defines his purpose by revelation knowledge. We were called as believers to live by revelation knowledge. Joseph's life from the time he is a 17-year-old young man is defined by this revelation that he had from God, not the difficulty and not the circumstances that he's facing. I want to jump back for just a moment to uh, Genesis, uh, the first chapter, because we will see that every human being 
ever created from the beginning of time. And, and uh, when time began, we see that the first human beings were created. And it's really important. One of the reasons why we look at that is because Genesis chapter 1 establishes what God originally intended and what his divine design was. What is the divine design is God? His purpose and how he related towards humanity. What he established in Genesis chapter 1 does not change. Malachi 4 verse 6. I am God and I do not change. Look at, um, if you would, if you want to follow along, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. That likeness is uh, image is pattern, resemblance after. God gave every human being an aspect of the personality of God. That's why when people are born, unless they experience trauma, pain that talks them out of it, people are born because they're made in the image of God. All men and women are born with this instinct, uh, just... Uh, uh, Something on the inside of them says, I am supposed to be significant because they were made by God. One of the constant things that you often hear uh, from believers and unbelievers, they will often uh, talk about, I just know that I'm made for more than this. And that is a God-given thing. Because when you are made to rule the planet under God's dominion, you were made for something significant. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Notice he gives ownership of the earth to man. Uh, let them over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over all the cattle and over all the earth and over everything that creeps on the earth. It's man giving ownership of the earth to Adam and eventually Eve. He gives ownership of the earth to man. But another thing to keep in mind about these verses is that Adam and you and I were never ever created to take care of ourselves. Joseph's dream was given by God by revelation knowledge. And we'll see here in a minute, this is one of the ways we receive knowledge and wisdom and understanding and causes us to think correctly that we are, we, we are supposed to live by revelation through God's, through our partnership with God and rule the earth through revelation knowledge and govern the earth and, and live out our purpose through revelation knowledge. So God created, excuse me, man in his own image. In the image of God, he created male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, uh, and, and uh, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that creeps on the earth. So man has been created to receive knowledge and information from two different sources when he was created. In uh, uh, there, there's two there's two sources when Adam was created that he was called to receive information. One was the realm of the senses. Uh, the five basic senses are touch, sight, hearing, smell, taste. The sensing organs are associated uh, with each sense and they send information to the brain to help us understand and perceive the world. Adam 
could smell, he could see, he could see how beautiful the earth was created. He could hear the birds that God had created. So these were God-given traits that we that help us perceive the world correctly. When Eve was created, he looked at her, he goes, oh, what a beautiful woman. Thank you, God, for having that. But the realm of the senses was insufficient in completing how man was supposed to perceive the world. Two, two ways that man perceives the world, through the realm of the senses, which the world system is completely governed by, the world, uh, the, the realm of the senses. If you look at Luke chapter 4, you'll see that every time the enemy came to Jesus before, just when he's about to begin his public ministry, he's just been baptized by John, he tries to tempt him through the realm of the senses, and Jesus responds by the word of God, which is a revelation of what God has said that he was governed by. So, so he, man was created to live by the realm of the senses, but also revelation knowledge. Look at uh, back to Genesis 1 for just a moment. The first words that Adam hears is the voice of God, and the voice of God gives him his purpose for the earth. Genesis 1, 28. Then God, said, then God blessed them and said to him, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, uh, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that creeps on the earth. So he, he, get, he cannot find his purpose Adam cannot find his purpose except through revealed knowledge, except through God speaking to him and God qualifying him for that which he was called to do. There's a reason I'm emphasizing it because the revelation that Joseph received is what qualified him to fulfill that which God assigned to him. We as the people of God, must live by revelation, must understand our purpose in God, and it's only by revelation which we will understand our purpose in the things of God. Now, a very, very common question that is often asked to me, because, it, you know, we, uh, purpose is unique to humanity. Purpose is unique to humanity. Often, as the body of Christ, I believe we are guilty of trying to uh, relate to the world to a truth that is not relevant to where they're at. We're talking about going to heaven and they're suffering, they're in need, they're overwhelmed. Even though they might be successful in something, they're, they're stressed out every day, they're not getting enough sleep. But Purpose is fundamental to a human need. You will see that Jesus, he spoke to the need the disciples have, and then he called them into his purpose. You do not find any place in scripture, Jesus having an altar call for the sinner's prayer. It doesn't make that wrong. It just that it's not the biblical way that Jesus related to his disciples and called people to complete surrender to follow him. He called them into a purpose and he called them into a whole new way of life. Our life in God, when we surrender to God, must be built according to revelation knowledge. 
and what the and we can only identify our true purpose for living when we when we make an intentional choice to surrender to God which I talked about just at the beginning of this broadcast it can only happen that way through surrender to God that that we actually begin to discover a purpose so a common question is you know I want to be pleasing to the Lord I want to do his will for my life I don't know I don't know any sincere believer who doesn't want to do the will of God for their life. And I find that the will of God is not that difficult if we put in certain biblical principles. Here they are, very simple, in finding the purpose of God and walking that assignment out in our life. Number one, every believer, every disciple is called to love God with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind. What does that mean? That means I don't have a quiet time with God. I have a fellowship with God. I cannot have a relationship with someone I do not spend time with. So we need to fellowship with God. We need to commune with God. We need to uh, 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 make a uh, make a, a, a decision to begin to to allow God to teach us how to see reality. One of the ways we do that, we have a fellowship with God. I talked to God. This morning I got up. I said, oh, Lord, good morning. So good to, you know, it's so, listen, a fellowship with God is the greatest thing in your life. It's, 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 it's the most beautiful thing because he loves you, he accepts you, he favors you in your weakness. And so this, this, this communion with God, and then part of communing with God, he wants, to, he wants to teach us how to see reality. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, unless one is born again, unless one is born from the top, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. When a child is born into a family, they begin to teach him how to live life. When we become born again, one of the number one goals that Jesus wants to do, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, is they want us to teach us how to see reality from his perspective. You see this constantly in the Gospels. You will see that Jesus wanted to teach them how to see like him, how to trust like him. Good teacher, what do we need to do to do the works of God? To do the works of God, we have to believe correctly. So he's trying to teach him how to see uh, reality. How do, how do we begin to see reality? It's, it's, it's not that complicated. Make an intentional choice to allow the Word of God to begin to frame how you see. You present your body a living sacrifice. You make this intentional choice. And, I, and, I, and I, I've, I've prayed this for many years. Lord, let not, my, uh, let, let not my lifestyle, let not the Bible define my lifestyle, but let the Word of God define my lifestyle. Father, if you said it, I want to live it. So uh, uh, a fruit of that, love God, have a fellowship, spend time with him, talk with him. Don't, you know, don't take your, don't, uh, when you spend time with the Lord, it's not trying to, about trying to get him to show up. It's simply learning how to receive and how to commune with him. Sometimes it's worship. Sometimes it's, uh, sometimes it can be, um, just sitting in his presence, listening to him. There can be so many different ways, but also read the word of God. And it's not so much about, uh, 
length, but it's it's simply allowing the Word of God to begin to go deep on the inside of you. As you put the Word of God on the inside of you, what you put on the inside of you uh, allows you to react properly to the world around you. So make an intentional decision to put the Word of God. I was going to get, I was about to get this. And a fruit of that is when we read the Word, we want to act on the Word. One of the ways we act on the Word is we, be, we, we, we live with being filled with the Holy Spirit and we go about pursuing doing the works of God. Everyone gets to do the works of God. Everyone gets to pray for the sick. Everyone gets to prophesy. We live this powerful life. Seek to live a powerful life. Have a fellowship with God. Make the Word of God your number one goal. Allow the Word of God to frame the way you think. Allow, uh, um, uh, pursue, take risks. Pray for that person in the cubicle next to you. Pray for that person in the checkout line. Believe God for the power of God to flow through you. A fourth thing that is really important is connect with the local community. There is no discipleship process without community. The disciples would would not know anything about a disciple of Jesus or the early community without being connected somewhere. And it's in that context of connection that you begin to discover flaws and different things that need to be upgraded or improved upon. And when 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 those things come to the surface, no shame, no blame, we immediately want to have a childlike heart and we want to repent. Also find a place where you can you can serve in that community. And I found when people put those scriptural things together, they have very, the most of the, it's not that you have it all figured out. I've been walking, uh, uh, pursuing this for over 25 years now, and I still don't have it figured out, but I'm on a path that I believe is part of the purposes of God. And so, uh, the people I found who will practice those things, not, not a casual thing, but an actual intentional practice. It's very, very important. God is intentional towards us, and so we must be intentional in the things of God. When we desire something, I've learned that we will pursue it. So, we, uh, as we're intentional to do things, we will hear the voice of God and begin to discover the reason for which we were put on earth. Joseph was put on earth for a very specific reason. You were put on earth for a very specific reason. Uh, We're out of time for this program, but we will be back in our next program. We will continue on with the life of Joseph. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, partners and friends, for standing with us.